in case I don't tell you often enough, I just want to say once again, um, I appreciate how incredibly flexible you guys are. Um, we continue to throw unique and different things at you, and you just keep going with the flow, and I appreciate that. Uh, for those of you outside, can you hear me okay? If you can't hear me, just listen harder, all right? Um, how about inside? You good? All right. Good stuff. They don't care. They're out there inside. But anyway, um, so again, we just want you to know how much we appreciate it. Um, this is kind of uh, a special deal uh, to be able to stand here and watch the kids play on and um, it's just a great day in that regard. <clears throat> um, we started last week with Psalm 119, and I come back kind of the theme verse throughout this study on Psalm 119. It's Psalm 119, 105. Uh, Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. And as Michelle indicated in her prayer, uh, and as I've indicated repeatedly, as you guys are all living, right now we could all use a little direction. Uh, a little clarity, a light for our path is certainly helpful. Uh, for those of you that were here, those of you who listened to the message, uh, last week I encouraged you to read uh, each one. Psalm 22 is divided up into 20, or Psalm 119 is divided up into 22 sections, and I encourage you to read one section each day. Um, did How many of you, again, not to embarrass anybody, anybody do that? All right, Cheryl did. All right, she gets paid to do what I say, so apparently that works. Uh, uh, How about inside? Anybody in there do it? All right, Joey and Steve did. Anybody else? Fred did. All right, good stuff. So anybody in here, did you notice anything as you read those? Anybody? How about out here? Cheryl, what would you notice? Anything? Oh, Cheryl's not paying attention. She stopped listening. All right. Never knew I was going to be a ringmaster at a circus. But anyway, uh, all right. So anyway, so I did do what I encourage you to do. No shame intended at you, but you should feel terrible. Uh, uh, a couple things. I mentioned it last week, uh, but over and over and over and over again, mentioning his word, his laws, his decrees, his commands, his statutes, his precepts, over and over and over again. Over and over again, what I know, somebody actually called me, even though they're not here because they're a deadbeat, uh, but uh, somebody actually called me to say they'd been reading it, and, and they said, you know, I keep reading about God's Word, and then I keep reading we're supposed to obey. Oh my, there's a thought. Read His Word, obey His Word. But as I read through it, I saw learn, meditate, delight, obey, keep, over and over and over again. So... In these times that we're in, I just want to challenge us, whether you're reading Psalm 119 or not, really is a moot point. Whether you're reading the Word in these times, His Word that is a lamp unto our feet is a big deal. Because trust me, I know all of us, and if you found a way to avoid this, I'd love to hear it, but I think almost all of us have a lot of voices chirping at us right now, all right? about what we should do, what we should think, how we should act, all of that. And friends, we need the light of his word on our path, and the best way to get that is to read it. So, as I said, God's instruction book may not specifically mention any of the challenges that you're facing right now, but it does speak to every aspect of our lives. It calls us to honor him, 
and to love one another in every circumstance, like I said last week. And just like any other book, I have shelves and shelves and shelves of books. I have boxes and boxes and boxes of books. Other than serving as something to hold my bookshelves in place, those books don't do me any good if I don't know what they have to say. And the Bible is the same. Quick review or catch up some of what I said last week. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible, 176 verses, over eight pages in my particular translation. As I said last week, in the original text, 171 of those 176 verses make reference to God's Word in some way, shape, or form. Those 22 sections that I mentioned are each marked. There's a, there's a section heading that's a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and each section starts, the first word in that section starts with the letter that marks that section. It's a poem of sorts, as I said, using both alliteration and repetition to aid in memorization. Now, again, you've heard me say this more times than you care to count. But when something's repeated in Scripture, even I can understand, hey, pay attention. And if we have one chapter, 176 verses, 171 references to God's Word, that's enough repetition that we ought to say, huh, maybe there's something there for me. Maybe there's something there for me in the midst of a global pandemic and a crazy election season and a crazy economic season. Maybe there's something there for me. When over and over and over again in those 176 verses we're told to keep, to honor, to obey, to follow those teachings, once again, hey, let's pay attention. I'm going to depart from the original plan so I can call attention today to some specific things from Psalm 119 that I believe speak to a lot of what a lot of folks are facing. As the psalmist highlights the incredible importance of God's word, there are also some verses that make the connection between God's word and prayer. And again, barely a day, definitely a week does not go by that I don't have people express to me that they're overwhelmed on some level in some area of their lives. If you notice the songs that Michelle and Greg picked, it emphasized hope. And Psalm 119 speaks to that. And when I say it talks about these two pillars of God's word and prayer, I'm not talking, now I lay me down to sleep prayer. I'm talking, and some of you have been there, some of you are there right now. I'm talking, oh Lord, my heart is overwhelmed and I can't sleep prayer. I'm pretty confident Diane and I aren't the only ones that are there right now. And I just want to point you to just a few morsels from Psalm 119. And nothing fancy here. I'm just going to look at some verses, and you'll get where I'm going with it. Psalm 119, verse 55, which for those of you that started on Monday and read through today eight verses a day, that would be today. In the night, Lord, I remember your name, that I may keep your law. Now again, I will confess to you, When I wake up in the middle of the night and can't go back to sleep, meditating on his law is not always my first option. Oftentimes, I'll choose to meditate on the mess of things for a while. 
I hope it's not a bad sign when you're preaching and there's a vulture circling, but I'm just saying, all right? Um, I did have Diana wait to put the tomatoes out till after I was done. But um, Psalm 119, verse 55, In the night, Lord, I remember your name, that I may keep your law. So again, if any of others of you are dealing with the whole sleepless night kind of thing, maybe it's a call to remember his name, and maybe it's a call to look to his word. Psalm 119, verse 62 puts it this way. At midnight, I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. And again, that idea of in the middle of the night, stopping and saying, Lord, I don't get it. Oh, I'm glad that stopped. I'll stop shouting. Lord, I don't get it. I just don't get it. But I do get you, and I will meditate on what you've taught me. There's an entire section, uh, starting with verse 145. Psalm 119, verse 145. I call with all my heart, answer me, Lord, and I will obey your decrees. Again, a very clear, simple, I call with all my heart, asking God to answer and tying obedience to that answer. 146, I call out to you, save me, and I will keep your statutes. Again, I call out to you, save me. And my response to that? is obedience to what he has to say. 147, I love it. You know, we start out, I read some verses that talk about in the middle of the night. I read some verses that talk about waking up at midnight if we get to go to sleep before midnight. Now it says, I rise before dawn and cry for help. I've put my hope in your word. What a thought. What a thought. I rise before dawn and I cry for help. Some of us have been there. Some of us are there. But the latter part of that says, I've put my hope in your word. So when we wake up before dawn, and it's like, oh, no. But wait, I can put my hope in his word. Psalm 148, my eyes stay open through the watches of the night that I may meditate on your promises. And again, as I just said, I'm very prone to meditating on what's broken and what's right and what I don't know. But we're called here when our eyes stay open through the watches of the night to meditate on his promises, friends. And what are his promises? That he will never leave us and forsake us. That in the end, he will triumph. And in the end, through him, we will triumph. What are his promises? That he loves us unconditionally. And he cares about every situation that we care about. My eyes stay open through the night, through the watches of the night, that I may meditate on your promises. Hear my voice in accordance with your love. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your laws. So again, asking him, praying to him to hear us in accordance with his love. Friends, just think about that prayer. Hear my voice in accordance with his love. How great is his love for you? Great enough that he sent Jesus to die for you. Great enough that he loves you in spite of anything and everything you've ever done that should cause him not to. We're asking him to hear our voice in accordance with that kind of love. Psalm 150 is one that just doesn't speak to that. It simply says, those who devise wicked schemes are near, but they are far from your law. (laughs) Just a suggestion where the wickedness comes from. 151. 
Yet you are near, Lord, and all your commands are true. So let's look at 150 and 151 together. Those who devise wicked schemes are near, but they are far from your law. So what's our response to that? What's our response to the wickedness that at times seems to surround us? Remembering, praying, acknowledging that he is near and that his commands are true. Friends, just just settle on that for a moment. Whether people believe it or not, whether people live according to it or not, according to God's holy word, his commands are true. That's not up to us to decide. That's not up to anybody else to decide. God's words and commands are true. Then verse 152 says, Long ago I learned from your statutes that you established them to last forever. And again, what we're going through, what you're going through, will not last forever. We will only last forever in eternity with God. But his word, his promises last forever. Ultimately, when all is said and done, after the darkest of nights, when the sun finally rises, God is in control. And we need to grab hold of that. To close today, do something a little bit different. I know I've done things like this before. But I'm going to pray over you. And it's really just an adaptation, a personalization, if you will, of the last eight verses of Psalm 119. And I'm praying it over you as a blessing. Uh, I'm just changing a few words to make it us instead of me. But some of you, depending on where you're at in the course of how things are going, you may want to make note of verses 169 through 176 and maybe make that a part of your regular prayer routine. So close your eyes, bow your heads with me, and join me in an attitude of prayer. May our cry come before you, Lord. Give us understanding according to your word. May our supplication come before you. Deliver us according to your promise. May our lips overflow with praise, for you teach us your decrees. May our tongues sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. May your hand be ready to help us, for we have chosen your precepts. We long for your salvation, Lord, and your law gives us delight. Let us live that we may praise you, and may your law sustain us. We have strayed like lost sheep. Seek your servants, for we have not forgotten your commands. Father, we continue in an attitude of prayer. And it is my desire as a friend and as a pastor to those who are gathered here that we might make thoughts like that a regular part of our dialogue with you and a consistent source of comfort and hope. Father, help us to look to your word increasingly as a source of guidance, as a source of comfort, as a source of delight, and as the source of hope you intend for it to be. Father, sometimes a little and sometimes a lot, we've strayed. And you have always sought us out, and you continue to seek us out. And you continue as a loving father, as a gentle and passionate shepherd. You continue 
to try to guide us back to your truths, to your promises, and to your commands. So, Father, help us to increasingly look to your word. Help us to increasingly meditate upon your word. And help us to increasingly walk in accordance with your word. We thank you and we praise you, Father. Amen. And on that note, we're officially done. You can hang out here. You can all go jump on the swings. You can jump in your car. Just don't run over anybody on your way out. Uh, But again, thanks for your flexibility, and you guys have a great day.